Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash Mrs. Brightside to get your 30-day free trial. And it's a great handy little app, especially if you don't like to read but don't want to be stupid. Just have someone read these books to you. And that's audibletrial.com slash Mrs. Brightside for your 30-day free trial to hear books instead of read them. Mrs. Brightside. Uh, open up the curtains. Look outside. What's outside? It's Mrs. Brightside. Well, alrighty, guys. You are listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. Or CBT on CBD. That is um, probably because I took some earlier. Oh, no. We can't make any claims like that. It does not get you high. But that does remind me to say that this uh, podcast is brought to you by H.H. Hemp Company. You can go to hhhemp.com slash brightside to get 20% off and free shipping if you spend over $50. But, yeah, so you can get some of your own CBD. And you can get that anywhere. But now to the CBT. Yeah, like I'm going to keep rambling on here, but I should introduce my guest. With me today is the lovely... Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. I'm, Ms. I'm Jay Washington. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. Yeah. Yo, I'm glad to be here. Like, oh. the conversation we had before we started <laughs> recording has been hella dope. So, like, I just can't wait to get into this. Yeah, and I was uh, glad that I saw a Facebook post you posted about... Um, wanting to do press, and I'm like, you know what, I can help you out, and I'm like, you know what, why don't you come on my podcast too, because you're a fellow comedian, and um, I was so glad to hear what your subject was, because I had a similar experience, but yeah, I'd love for you to introduce what um, you wanted to talk about today. So, I had to, so back in February, Mm -hmm. the first week of February, Super Bowl week was the best way to to pin down all this together. So, about that Tuesday, all of a sudden, I got a little twinge in my throat. I was like, it may not be nothing. Wednesday, Thursday developed to a sore throat. It started hurting. It started hurting bad. Friday, I had to do something to Netflix. So I powered through it, but my throat was hurting so bad. I'm drinking hot tea yeah. and everything. And my voice is sounding a bit scratchy. Because I was like, okay, it's a sore throat. I go home. I was supposed to do a show at the Laugh Factory that night. I canceled because I was sick. I felt so bad. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the ER. Going to the emergency oh, room. So I go, and they, they fast track me, of course. And they're like, oh, you have pharyngitis. You just got to go through it. But here, take this prednisone. Cool. Get the prescription filled. Take it. Saturday, I'm not feeling any fucking better. Actually, I'm feeling worse. But I'm still taking this prednisone. So I go back to the doctor. He's like, oh, well, you have pharyngitis and laryngitis. They was like, you're, but you should be almost through it. Here, take this cough syrup. We're going to give you a, a Tussin cough syrup with codeine. So I told the doctor, do I look like a fucking rapper to you? And uh, he was like, what does that mean? I was like... Yeah. Never mind. And, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what lane was. <laughs> right, I was like, never fucking mind. The Arizona tea. <laughs> so I couldn't, I was too tired and sick to go fill the prescription. Super Bowl Sunday, I was worse. I was just coughing up phlegm all day. And it wasn't just because it was the Pats and the Eagles, right? No, it wasn't that would have been me throwing up all day. Yeah. Day. But <laughs> so I was tired. I was supposed to go to a bunch, I was just sick and I was drained. I didn't have any energy. I was supposed to go to a bunch of Super Bowl parties. I couldn't. I can't. I stayed home, ordered myself a pizza and the driest, worst wings in history. Oh. Couldn't eat anything. It started getting to the point where I couldn't swallow water. So Monday morning, I suck it up. I go to prescription, get this prescription filled for this cough syrup. I take it, 
all of a sudden, I look in the mirror, my fucking throat is swollen. Oh, my God. So, I bought some honey. I'm like, yo, for so throat, I take some honey. Because it got bad, I couldn't even swallow water. I had to struggle to swallow water. Didn't know what was going on. So, I was like, okay, maybe if I do this honey, it'll help. I almost suffocated to death trying to swallow a teaspoon of honey. So, I'm coughing all night, spitting up all night. Five in the morning, I'm like, yo, I can't take this. I'm going back to the emergency room. And I remember going to the desk at the emergency room and talking to the nurse. He was like, what's the problem? I'm like, I feel like I can't breathe. He was like, sir, if you can talk, you can breathe. I was like, bitch, I know the logistics. Okay. <laughs> I know how this fucking works. And I'll tell you what I feel right here in my chest. And so another nurse looked at me and was like, they did all the tests and everything. And it was like, oh, you're getting enough oxygen to your lungs. I was like, well, it don't fucking feel like it. And I could barely talk saying it. And it hurt talking. Another nurse, she took me in. They put me in a room. And so they started putting me on oxygen and everything. Um, they were looking at my throat. They was like, yo, we need the ear, nose, and throat doctor here. She looked at my throat and she was like, okay, so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to intubate you with anesthesia because it looks like your whole epiglottis is swollen. I was like, okay, I watched episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I know what the epiglottis is. Yeah. So they get ready to take me in there at like 8 in the morning to the operating room. And when they take me in, all of a sudden... They got me on the operating table, sitting me up. They're trying to put the tube in my nose because they can't go in my mouth. Oh, man. But I'm wide the fuck awake. And I was like, yo, what happened to the anesthesia? She tells me, we can't give you anesthesia. I said, why not? She was like, because if we give you anesthesia, you won't make it. I was like, make what? They were like, make life. Your airway will close. Your airway is almost fully closed. So if you are relaxed, it's going to lock shut, and that's going to be it. So finally they got it. That was the worst, because they went through my nose oh, to my yeah. throat. So it's the worst fucking pain I've ever felt while I'm wide awake. And then when they finally got the tube in, one of the doctors started spraying an anesthetic in the back of my throat. I'm like, yo, you couldn't do this shit before? You hustling mm-hmm. backwards in my neck. And again, the whole time, by the way, I'm sounding like a, a drive through speaker that got yeah. water poured in it. Oh my, God. my voice started sounding digital. And so they finally got it in. As soon as they got it in, all of a sudden my IV, they hit me, put me to sleep. I'm out. I wake up briefly, I think, and I see my roommate there. And I remember I could be able to talk for a moment. I'm like, I'm going to be late with the rent. It's the only thing I said. And I pass back out. <laughs> Time goes past. I'm not sure what happens. I wake up. I'm groggy as shit. But when I wake up, I'm in a room, another room. And now my arms are strapped down. And I don't have the tube in my nose anymore. It's something weird in my throat. Oh, man. So I try to yell out, what the fuck? But nothing comes out. I can't talk. So I go again in the fight or flight mode. I'm trying to break myself out of these motherfucking restraints. The nurses and doctors say, Mr. Washington, stop. And I'm like trying to nut about what happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, give me something to write with. I said, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened? They said, this is what happened. You had an abscess in your throat that ruptured. It caused your epiglottis to swell and your windpipe to close. It was pussing. We did a CT scan after we had you first under. We realized the abscess had ruptured. We didn't know it at first. You had pussing air all in your neck. So we had to go in. We had to cut you out of your lymph nodes and drain your entire neck out. In the process, we had to give you an emergency tracheostomy. They said, had you not come in, you would have died. And I was like, okay. What the fuck? All this. Then I was concerned. I realized I had a tracheostomy. I had a tube in my throat. And I was like, oh shit. My voice. 
I was like, is which my, is your livelihood. Which is yeah. my livelihood. I'm like, is yeah. my voice box going to be okay? They were like, it is under your voice box. You'll be fine. So I was in the ICU, and then all of a sudden I was like, yo, how long was I asleep? Like 12 hours? They was like, Mr. Washington, it is Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday. <laughs> was it Tuesday? Yeah, it's, no, I went in on a Monday. I went in Tuesday. They was like, it is Thursday. I had been asleep mm-hmm. like 36 hours. Because they had my uh, my blood pressure shot through the roof. Also, they tell me while I was out, when they put the, the reason they had to restrain me, when they put the tube in, I was unconscious, still in fight or flight mode, tried to pull the tube out. Because my body was like, get this out, it's a foreign thing. So for a week in the hospital, they're pumping me full of antibiotics and steroids. They're like, we just got to keep doing all this. It's like, yo, and they tell me, yo, you almost died. You don't understand how serious it is. I was like, dude. And uh, I got out. So during the poll, stint in the hospital for like a week. Between that week I came to eat and the week in the hospital, I lost 41 pounds in the hospital. And I had been powerlifting a lot. My body ate off all the muscle I put oh, on in a week because I couldn't eat. Yeah. So when I got out, I got out the day before Valentine's Day. And I remember... I was hungry. I was like, yo, they gave me, I finally got a chance to eat and shit. Because as long as they wouldn't give me anything to drink or eat because they didn't know if my throat could handle it. Slowly they put me on liquids, then put me on foods. When they finally put me on foods, I was like, yo, just give me a chicken breast or something. And I would eat a little and I was full. Didn't know what it was. So I got out and I went home. One of my buddies picked me up. He took me home. He's like, yo, do you need anything? I was like, I'm hungry. He's like, what do you want? I was like, yo, can you, I just, I'm, I'm got, I got everything closed yeah. where I can, if I close, the tube is taken out basically. If I patch the hole up, I can have the air start going back where I can start to talk. Yeah. So I can do it, but it would be, I'd be out of breath. So I said, yo, can you just go to Taco Bell down the street and just give me a quesadilla? Actually, I said quesadilla because we pronounce our L's around here. <laughs> I said, give me a quesadilla. And uh, he went and grabbed me too, and I was like, just give me a Gatorade. Here's what they didn't tell me. When my, so when I had the tube in, I had a ventilator breathing yeah. for me. I wasn't breathing on my own. Again, I couldn't blow out my, my, my nose and my mouth because mm. all my air was going yeah. through the tube in the hole. Well, when everything started to come back, when they took the tube out and they started to plug it up, when my body started to reset, my taste buds reset. My sense of smell reset. So it hadn't got to normal. I took a bite to the quesadilla. It was the most disgusting fucking thing I'd ever tasted. I was like, what the fuck is this? Did they make this wrong? And I drank a Gatorade. It was yeah. disgusting. They were like, oh, I'm asking the doctor. Your taste buds are reset, like they said. It's going to take a minute. Cool. So then I started trying to eat. Then I found myself eating, but I could. I got full super quick. I was like, what the fuck is going on? They were like, your stomach shrunk. Wow. It shrunk immensely. So now you can hold like a maybe a third less, third of what you used to eat, if not less than that. And I was like, how the fuck? I was like, okay, I can do it. I think I can probably try to eat what I can eat. And I would try to eat a whole plate and instantly throw that shit up. Oh, man. My body acts like I have gastric bypass to this day. So then I was like, all right. You didn't even have to pay for it. I didn't have to pay yeah. for it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I can do things to kind of help my diet out now. So I started trying to do the vegan thing, you know, eating cleaner, which I did. And I was able to do it for a while. I still do it occasionally. Now I call myself being vegan-ish, meaning, yeah. you know, Basically, I'll eat plant-based proteins and all that shit. But occasionally, I fuck up a chicken breast. Yeah, I know dude, Chick-fil-A is badass. I know, right. I know most people call it pescatarian. Yeah. I call yeah. it, I'm trying. The Lord yeah. knows my heart. <laughs> and uh, so, 
since then, like I said, it's been six months, I've lost a total of 85 pounds. Everybody's like, you slimmed down so much. They're like, you got a neck. I was like, I know. <sighs> so now I'm working out harder. I'm different in how I eat. I My body won't accept some of the same shit anymore. Like, I can't really eat fried foods. Like, I can eat a few fries or something. Anything else, it's out. I'm so sorry. I don't need no problem. That's the positive about it. The positive yeah. about it is, I I have I changed my eating habits because I always, yeah. I kept telling myself I wanted to get in a better shape than what I was because I was just powerlifting, so yeah. I was just bulky and eating. And I was like, I wanted to get in better shape than I was. Uh, I wanted to lose weight, and the positive side is I've lost weight. Yeah. I've lost a lot of weight. I've lost. I've changed my look. My diet has changed. My outlook on life has actually changed because, again. I almost lost my life out of nowhere to a fucking which to a to a fucking sore throat, which I think I remember where I got it from. Yeah. Wanna know where I got it from? Where? A lift. Oh. I was in a lift. Yeah. I, I remember the moment my next my throat started hurting. And so the positive side is like, yo, I my life has changed for the better. Yeah, and that's such a freak thing too. And what's interesting about that is it was something that you really couldn't control. It wasn't like your weight or you had a heart attack or anything like that. Um, but it was like your throat and something so strange and bizarre. So the same thing happened to me last year. And also the same bright side is I lost a lot of weight. But mm. it was like I had um, a claustrotoma in my ear. And luckily I had gone to the doctor because there was this gross stuff coming out of my ear. Mm. And I've always been deaf on the right side because apparently this had happened when I was a kid. And they tried to repair it a few times. But... Like, no avail, I can't hear. I'm like, whatever. But I'm like, it's just gross. So I go to the doctor, and he's like, thank God you came in. This is a flesh-eating bacteria, basically, and it, like, it can spread to your brain. Now, it doesn't grow that fast, but we still need to get you in pretty quick, because I was, this was, like, a month before Comic-Con. So I was like, no, dude, like, I gotta go to Comic-Con. And, like, he goes, okay, because we can do this in August. So I was like, all right. But he's like, because it doesn't grow that fast. But, like, if you do not go to the doctor, because I don't go to the doctor. He's like, right. yeah, like, thank God I came in and they caught it and had to get it out. I mean, and I, you know, recovery, because uh, I had to go under anesthesia. Mm. And, um, yeah, that always has made me so sick and everything. But, yeah, I couldn't eat and lost 20 pounds. And then I went back to, you know, my model weight. And I was like, you, sweet, yeah. You look fucking yeah. amazing, mm-hmm. by the way. Thank you. Uh, yeah, same. I was like, wow. Mentally, yeah. you look fucking amazing. Yeah. But it's like, it, those things happen. And Because, yeah. again, I don't go to the doctor that often. I, I literally will tough shit out. And so one of the funniest things is when I had the, when I was in the hospital, one of the doctors were looking. They were like, you might have to have this tube in mm. for a while. You'll probably take like three months before you heal. I literally wrote on a whiteboard they gave me, <laughs> I heal quickly. I will be okay. They were like, whatever, that doesn't happen. A day later, one of the doctors came and checked me. He was like, your scars are already closing and healing up. I heal quickly. I will be okay. So, I forgot to tell you, they gave me a pick line at one point. Oh, man. Uh, this is the line to get cancer patients. Because they were like, you're probably going to have the antibiotics for so long. I was like, no the fuck. And oh, to this day, I still have yeah. a scar where they put the pick line in and oh, it goes man. all the way to your heart and shit. And I was like, take when they told me I need it, take this shit out. But um, when I went to the doctor, I got released. After they t- when the doctor took the tube out, she was like, your hole is smaller. It's already closing. Yeah. I heal quick. She said, it's not possible. I'll see you in two days. You'll probably be better in about two months. Like, I made a van of Antium, ma'am. I went <laughs> in. On, I got out on a Tuesday. I went back on a Thursday. 
I went in to see her. She sat me down. I sat on the chair. She was like, how do you feel? I was like, well, I feel great. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this is just a little bit of soreness, this, that, and the third. She was like, how are you talking so well? I told you I heal quick. She checked my scars and my sores. She was like, my whole, my throat. She was like, the hole is dramatically closed as compared to what it was. I told you I heal quick. They couldn't believe it. But that's the one of the positives. Also, I think not only is the sore throat that I had, I think the hospital is responsible for yeah. the abscess rupture. Because if they really took the time and never gave me prednisone, yeah. prednisone fed Probably ruptured. I might have yeah. had an abscess. Yeah. It was small. Yeah. Prednisone fed it, made it bigger, and ruptured. Yeah. So, like, I still have the option to sue. Yeah. Which I'm like, all right, I just got to find an attorney because, like, I all everything is on record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, so... I'm probably going to do that just so y'all hear that. You know, if I become a millionaire in six months, you know we'll what it see is. see yeah. so. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just those, that incident really yeah. became a bright side, you know, because it, it was a dark moment. And like I said, I was in the hospital. I was like, man, my voice. I was like, even though it's, gonna, it's not in my voice box, my voice probably will never be the same. And I probably will never talk and sound yeah. the same like ever again. I need, I do stand up comedy. I've been doing this 10 years. I have podcasts. I do. I'm on the internet talk. Yeah. I have, my voice is like you said, my livelihood. And I was terrified. And like, I remember when I got out the hospital, uh, I got out on a Tuesday, the next Tuesday, seven days later, I was on Marvel movie news. Matter of fact, before that, that Friday I was on Collider. They were like, why are you here with Scar? It's like, how are you here? I was like, yeah, I got a job to do. They like, you sure? I said, yeah, I'm good. I said, don't worry, I'll get short of breath for a while because, again, the air wasn't going. But I was doing it. It was like, how the fuck? I said, this is unbelievable. I said, I'm a trooper. I have a job to do. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. I was back in the, the podcasting chair in a week. I mean, I had to take a week off, and then I was back podcasting and selling weed. Um, That was my job then, which it's legal here, guys. It's okay. Yeah, everyone's um, like, huh? Yeah. She's selling weed. weed. You know, it's a lucrative business here, and I have to pay the bills. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, and that was the thing is like, you just got to get back to it. And I don't know about you, but it sort of made you think about like, whoa, that could have been it. Have I done everything I need to do? Well, you know, am I wasting my time? You start reevaluating your pe- people around you, what you're doing and you get, you know, it certainly motivated me to, to do this. I mean, this started not too, too long after that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I, so also I'm a dad. Yeah. I have two kids. My son's in Indianapolis. My daughter's in Tacoma. And the moment I woke up, and they told me that I was like, my kids almost lost me. Mm-hmm. And nobody would really know what happened. Like, should I still don't kind of know what happened. I yeah, mean, it's like a freak I, thing. I would yeah. guess of what happened. But it's like, it makes you reevaluate things. Yeah. It's like, okay, so stuff I was putting off doing, I need to do more of. And I need to get it done. And just, I can't take it I can't not just let it go by the wayside and not do shit. And that was something, that was a positive I definitely got out of. Yeah, and that was the thing is, like, you know, I was listening to Adam Carolla every day. Like, he's my motivation. And I'm like, you know, I'm not doing enough to be like Adam. Where, you know, and mm-hmm. it was where I got was like, hey, like, um, I need to start my own podcast. I don't need to be doing, you know, just on other stuff. And I need to be talking about what I want to talk about. And I need to go back to comedy because I've gone out of comedy for two years to, you know, do mm-hmm. this free, you know, studio job. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This this comedy everybody yeah. thinks is a lucrative business, and I'm like, this shit don't pay until you do something major. Yeah, three times in a row. Yeah, like you can do something major. Like I was in a Spike, Lee, I was in the last Spike Lee joint that he dropped. Chirac was one of the main characters, and everybody was like, "Yo, you about to blow up?" I was like, "We'll see." 
No. And, you know, I did, I mean, it opened a lot of doors, you know, because it had the name recognition. People knew, oh, that is you from the movie. Cool, but you got to do a lot of shit to make something out of it. But again, when you have these instances that almost take you out the game and out of life, you look at like, okay, what am I putting off? Yeah. What am I like, I can have time to do later that I need to do now? And so that's how I definitely feel. Like, I, I started writing a pilot and... I literally got motivated after that, but also I heard a contest was coming up, and I was like, let me see if I can do it. I didn't have anybody else yeah. with me either. I was like, I just want to see if I can do it. And so those things I had put off for years, I finally decided to do that. So it's 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 a weird thing that happens, especially with yours. Like, yeah. Jesus. Like, I'd have been looking, shit fun coming out of my ear. I was like, oh my God, I'm in a creep show episode. <laughs> That's me. I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> but I'm already deaf on that side. So I'm like, it's just gross. And then it kept happening. And then it's like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, could potentially spread to your brain. And it's like, well, that's, you know, besides your mouth, that's what we also have in this business. Yeah. And it's like, no. You can be able to think yeah. and yeah. have basic functions. Yeah. Yeah, that that's important. Oh. Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't see myself being like, yo, you got a flesh-eating bacteria. Mm. Me, I know me. It would have been Comic-Con. I'd have been like, yo, get this shit out of me now. <laughs> they been like, like you said, they told you, you can come back. Get this shit out of me now. That was me. I'm like, how serious can I go to Comic-Con? Like, that was me. I was like, no, because it was my first year as getting to do press on my own and being like, uh, not have to do brand ambassador work to get in. So I was like, no, I worked so hard. I and think, that was silly. I'm like, and thinking back, it's like, I really cared that much about doing Comic Con. But last year, I got a chance to go on somebody else's badge. This year, I was going to apply for press, and I didn't. I applied for a pro. Well, I'm a professional. It's like, I do this shit. I got approved. I was like, oh, I'm, pro- I'm thinking about applying for pro, but now I know. I'm like, ooh, I bet I can get it. Yeah, because I got pro for, I got pro yeah. for like, the, uh, damn near every Comic Con yeah. I've applied for now. Yeah. I can apply as professional because I have the, you know, links to your work here, here, because yeah. you, you don't yeah. have those. But again, it's just like, I was like, I never would have done it. I never would have had to just say, I'm going to take this leap Yeah. if I wouldn't have had what happened. A lot of things I've done, uh, people I've connected with, people I just try to just, you know, have a conversation with just randomly because I'm like, I, I never try to be that dude in LA that, oh, you do this, so let me try to get cool with you. Like, I'll just have a conversation with you as a regular fucking person. Yeah. What you do is secondary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I can get to know you, I'm cool with that. We can talk about any career shit later. It don't fucking matter to me. You know what I'm saying? But I that definitely would not have happened had it not been for my situation. Yeah. You know, it makes you think. And you certainly take risk you wouldn't have otherwise. And, you know, good risk. I mean, you're like, hey, you know, what is there to lose? I mean, you really could have some freak thing happen. I mean... <sighs> You, you think about all the freak shit that can happen. Yeah. We think about the normal freak shit. A major car crash, a plane crash, and fucking we live in L.A., an earthquake. So, we you know, and other things. But we think about those. But nobody ever expects, yo, my throat might swell up and close on me and I can't yeah. breathe. Nobody, I know, I never would have thought that. That was, if you asked me my 20 ways that I possibly could lose my life, that wouldn't even be on my, I would say I got strangled. Not that my throat would close on its own. Yeah, that's definitely in my top five of what will happen to me. Would you be strangled? Yeah, strangled, stabbed. Like, you know, I usually think of these things. I'm like, this is most likely going to happen. Never flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man, strangled yeah. and stabbed in your top five. Yeah. Man. 
I, I think now I'm like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. possibly get shot because yeah. I'm a black dude. Like, <laughs> my odds are in my favor <laughs> in that one. Uh, that, the fear of an earthquake terrifies the fuck out of me. Really? To me, they're so, like, we had them in Dallas, like, so it wasn't, like, really shocking. But honestly, here, I remember waking up and, like, yelling at my cat thinking that was just her screwing around. I'm like, no, she's in the bed. The dog's in the bed. Um, that was an earthquake? That was it? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm from Chicago. Oh, yeah. We don't have them. No. Oh, yeah. We don't have them. So, like, a couple of rural areas in Illinois will have them, but not Chicago per se. And so, like, I remember one time we had a small one, and I was in my kitchen, and shit was just moving around. And I was like, because I, I stay on the street. I stay by a busy uh, freeway. And so my block has the road that goes right to the freeway. So I was like, yo, shit's shaking. I was like, it must be a bunch of fucking trucks going down the street. And this shit was just going for a little bit. I was like, "Is that? A- Let me go and get on Twitter real <laughs> yeah. quick." Because that's where you go. That's to where find you go to confirm yeah. shit. I went on Twitter and Facebook. And was like, "Where is that earthquake?" I was like, "That's cool. Okay, I, I made it through that one. I'm, I think I'm okay." But when you start getting that whole, "Oh, we might get a six or a seven, I was like, "Whoop! I'm going ahead and get this career over with because I don't yeah. need to be in for this shit." That's funny. Like, um, I remember the first one we really had in a while in Dallas. Like, my brother was closer to the epicenter where he lived, and I was uptown, so I didn't really feel it that time. Mm. But my, uh, I was like, dude, do you feel it? He's like, yes, and I was on the toilet. It was pretty terrifying. <laughs> like, it was so I think funny. That, that's a fear of mine, yeah. too. Yo, being in an earthquake mid-shit with my pants yeah. at my ankles, now I got to <laughs> waddle like a penguin. To try to get up, but I forget, like, yo, I still, because I'm, I'm going to be the person, like, I got to wipe first. Yeah. But then I'm like, I got to get the same people, I got to wipe. Like, you try to do both at the same yeah. time. Like, I am, mm-mm. Yeah, to me, what's the scariest thing? Because I grew up in East Texas, where we actually have alligators, and we would think we were closer to Louisiana. But like, yeah, alligators are a legit fear, which people here make fun of me. I'm like, y'all don't even know. You're afraid of sharks. You have to get in the water for sharks, and sharks are cool. Don't be such a pussy. Alligators come dead on land with no problem. Oh yeah, and they will eat you. They will not care. They eat little kids at Disney World. People, they are real scary. Archer. Yo, we stopped talking about that kid that got in the Disney World. Disney World was like, we don't need that PR. No, that was no. a baby that got munched up. Like, yeah. What about that family? Like, oh yeah. Where's Peter in the belly of the beast? Oh fuck Disney! Like I've said this enough on my podcast, but they'll never hire me. But I'm Team Gun, so no gun, no guardians, bitches. Hey, so, I will. I will agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah. I definitely am so pro James Gun because I've said it when. So when we got mm-hmm. the news about the James yeah. Gun firing, it was at Comic Con, but also yeah, and I'm like oh. Was yeah. so pissed. But it was also like for, for me and a lot of other people that work in the sphere, like just two hours earlier, we got the word John Schnepp had passed. So a lot yeah. of us were super broken over that. Like I know I was having to break down on the floor. And some people look like, hey, what's going on? Did that black guy crying? But then you start <laughs> running into people and realize, okay, something happened. And all the nerds who knew, like the nerds yeah. who knew, they were walking to me. Because first of all, people walking up to me is still weird. I swear to God. I know. I had a fan encounter and I'm like, wait, you want to take a picture with me? (laughs) Oh, I almost had, I'll finish that one, but I almost had a fan, almost got his ass knocked out cold at WonderCon. (laughs) Me too. That's so funny. This guy was just standing there creepy and me and my friend are sitting there and she's like, am I, do you know this guy? And I go, uh, he goes, hi. (laughs) Oh, so that was, that's nothing compared to mine. Yeah. I was walking, me and my buddy PJ, we were walking 
and this dude grabbed my shoulder to turn me around. Mm. I am from the south side of Chicago. If you do that, I am going to You're swing. Gonna get hmm. So I literally am swinging with my right hand. My boy PJ caught my arm fast as shit because he knew what was about to happen. He was like, no. I was just like, I didn't mean to shock you. I was like, man, you don't realize what almost just happened to you. But uh, back to Comic-Con this year. Yeah. yeah, when you hear about the gun thing, you're like, wait, what? What is he, what is he fired for? Wait, he fired for tweet? Tweets he said years ago that they knew about? That he apologized? Wait, this dude directed Tromeo and Juliet. He worked for Troma. Do you understand yeah. how dark and sadistic-minded that shit is? I love Lloyd, though. <laughs> Yo, we got a chance to inter- yeah. interview Lloyd. He's a great fucking person. Uh, but it's like, he also apologized. Yeah, for it, and too, it's just like, it was a joke. He's apologized. It was years ago. And it had no bearings on anything now. They just pussed out, and, and they must have had an issue or whatever. And it's just like, oh, I know you know, that, nut up or shut up. No, like, you know sorry. what it was? Yeah. Let's be honest what it was. Yeah. After Roseanne got fired, yeah. somebody went digging. Oh, yeah. Dude went digging and was like, well, she, he said that. And it was like, there's kind of a difference. Yeah. Like, she was racist as fuck in the moment. Yeah. This is in the past. He apologized. The yeah. only thing James Gunn did wrong was not delete him. Yeah. After he apologized. Yeah. Michael Rooker deleted his Twitter. And I was like, oh, man. Like, Rooker deleted his Twitter. Yeah. Batista was like, I'm out. I, I love Batista. Batista. He has like, been super supportive. He was yeah. like, I will leave. Yeah. I will walk up out of it. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm, then he was like, I'll do the film. But if y'all don't use Gunn's script, I'm gone. And so now Disney's like, we're going to use the script. It's gotten to the point now, Kevin Feige yes. was like, I got this. Yeah. Because they don't, you, Feige's going to be like, listen, you don't bring him back, you know that money you keep making? It's not going to be there, because I would have boycotted the movies, no matter how I much w- I loved it, just because it's like, this is not right. This is not right. You can't overstep. And I know people people who know me from, you know, reviews and critics and, yeah. and criticisms and stuff like that, and be like, well, it's, it's a Marvel movie, you know, it's a comic book movie, you got to go see it. That one I would have stood my ground on not seeing because it's bogus the way the director was released. Yeah, and two, it's like I've stuck to my guns before. I remember I boycotted the CW for years despite being a big Supernatural fan and when Arrow even came on. I didn't watch the CW again after they canceled Reaper and Veronica Mars until The Flash because I was like, this is that was some bullshit. And I'm like, I will stick to my guns even if they're dumb. Like, And then it's like, wait a minute, you're doing The Flash? Damn it! And you got hooked in. People. Yeah, yeah I, I can tell you stories about yeah. the Flash, specifically <laughs> yeah. the Flash, Grant Gustin. Uh, oh, I got some stories I'll tell you uh, when we get done recording. But uh, yeah, I was just like, I never had that whole. I won't. I mm. I won't see something. I won't do this. Huh. But I just thought that was so much bull. I'm yeah, like, that is unnecessary. Like that happening is just wrong. So many levels. Yeah, well, because here's the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy and that Disney clearly doesn't understand is that those are characters that even big nerds like myself didn't even know. And then you made it the best freaking franchise because Gunn knows what he's talking about. And you you put Michael Rosenbaum in his movie. (laughs) You took characters nobody knew. You made them stars. Yeah. This man is supposed to be the leader of the next phase of Marvel films. Like, there's nobody yeah. else there. Gonna, he showed he can do space and cosmic shit. You are not going to have a dude you got to try to test out to see if he can do it. Yeah, dude made Ego the fucking planet, guys. And then Rooker as Yondu. I mean, 
I, he melted this cold heart. I cry in Guardians too. I when ball like a baby. Like I, my mom, like laughs. She's like, "This." That's what she refers to the movie as the one where you cried. Yeah. He's like, "I may not be your daddy." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary Poppins, y'all." Yeah. Oh. I remember I right after that came I out. I love Rucker so much, and that's like, oh. Rucker had me yeah. crying. Uh, what else had me crying? When Peter was like. You killed my mom. When he told yeah. when he go tell him I put that yeah. tumor in him, he was like, What? And just hit the mm-hmm. top like, Well, all right. He's like, You killed my mom. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. It's sad that I get emotional with Marvel movies sometimes. I know. I'm like, The Ravager Funeral. It's all like, mm-hmm. Oh, The Ravager Funeral made yeah. you just tear. Because that's when you knew it was yeah. real. Because he was like, If it is, sir. Oh man, they put him in the oven. Yeah. Where did they get an oven in space that big? And he's yeah. out there and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. I was like, shit. But yeah, it's not the same. Like the closest person, yes, is Taika Waititi to do yeah. it. But however, this is He wouldn't take that job because he has principles too. He's got principles, and that's yeah. not Taika's franchise. No. Taika's supposed to be doing a Thor Ragnarok sequel. Good, because that, that, that's a good Thor. <laughs> right. And that's the one that kept Chris, Chris Hemsworth on because Hemsworth was going to leave. Yeah. Because Thor was too boring and bland. Yeah. He was like, I'm tired of being... And you, when you saw him in Ghostbusters, you knew. It's like, this guy is funny. And then you're like, okay, when Ragnarok happens, it's like, this is the Thor we've wanted. Because the first one's not so bad, but the second one, as much took, as I love Levi, that's why I'm glad he's got took, Shazam. It took the yeah. two Avengers movies yeah. for you to see his personality yeah. in the store. Because you really couldn't get the funny that he wanted to be in the yeah. Thor films. But yeah, like, but again, Taika has Ragnarok. James Gunn has done something no one else could have successfully done. And that's why everybody rocks and trusts him. Yeah. When the whole cast signed that letter, like, I feel like Zoe Saldana should have signed it. Gamora from the bottom yeah. of the pit in Volmir. But I feel like oh, trapped oh. in the soul stone. But that lets you know. That's where she is. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's like, that's where everybody. That's how I let you know what the cast stood for. Yeah. They're like, yo, we stand behind him. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just surprised. Everybody stood in support of mm-hmm. him. I mean, like, Batista's been the most outspoken, of course. But, yeah, like, the fact that every single one of those cast members was willing to sign that open letter is just, like, that's the kind of guy James you, Gunn is. You know, He's not those some, tweets. You know, some people yeah. are like, yo, they can just recast the Guardians. I'm like, no. Oh, motherfucking no. You can't just recast them. No. Just like you can't recast Wolverine for a while or some of these other things. No, people. These things are set. Like, this is what... Dude, people aren't going to go see that. Like, and if they do, like, I'll pick it out. Like, I'll make it like those people do at the abortion clinics. No, go, no, go, no guardians. Like, <laughs> like no, I will stand up there. Y'all will not go into that theater. She says she will Westboro Baptist Church, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. That is that hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. You, you see that I'm like this is that's just horrible because Twitter should not I get weird mm-hmm. like Twitter this Twitter that because of certain people yeah yeah but when people start when you start going back back yeah just to try to crucify again two years ago be a whole different ball game than ten years yeah if nothing he's done in these past ten years are indicative of anything in those tweets then what's the 
Well, people just want to, you know, go after people that have anything nowadays. I mean, you know, we've seen this with Hardwick and other things. Yeah. It's just like, if that's not something typical in someone's character or recent, and certainly if it wasn't even true to begin with, mm-hmm. about him at least. Um, but it is one of those things that it's just like, why do we need to bring that up? Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, this is Bright Side Podcast. And I was like, whoa, get on my James Gunn tangent, which happens a lot on this show, actually. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. But yeah, back yeah. To, but the bright side yeah. behind yeah. that yeah. is Kevin Feige. Yeah. Is, the He's fact Kevin Feige yeah. was like, yo, I'm going to talk to him with, on behalf of you. And Feige's going to Feige's gonna make sure he pitched that fight because Feige's been able to get stuff done with Disney yeah. you thought would never get done. And it's like, yo, if you don't bring him back, let's be honest what's about to happen here. You are going to mess up this entire Marvel franchise going forward. Yeah. Not just Guardians, the event. You definitely don't want him gone when Avengers 4 drops and have that controversy surrounding it. Well, and that's the thing is I think they overplayed their hand thinking that this would blow over real quick. Yeah, and that people wouldn't, you know, would back down and that they would still go see the movies. It's like, no. I mean, you could have literally picked any other director in the, that uh, group and done the same thing and it wouldn't have half the response. Because none of them have, like, no. you better get rid of John Favreau and I hate to say it, yes, he I directed. I love him, but yeah. Yeah, he directed Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah. He's Happy Hogan. I'm cool. Yeah. But you could have got rid of Favreau and everybody been like, bye. Yeah. Everyone like, we would have did that, but now you're doing something different, but. Yeah. See, yeah, I, the Russo I brothers, believe. I get it because I've heard some things like if you and and they're good, but it's like if they were to go away, it'd be fine. Not for me, because yeah. I'm like, yo, y'all for y'all gonna yeah. do something nobody. Because I, I I hate that I go on my superhero things like yeah. when they did Captain America Winter Soldier, everybody was like, oh my god, what else are they gonna do? Yeah, because Winter Soldier was sort of it's like, oh, we can do that now. It's like we can yeah. make an espionage yeah. movie. With superheroes and it doesn't look like a superhero movie, so yeah, I I mean, but that's the man. I had to get superhero tangents, but nonetheless, back yeah. to life saving and bright side of things. Yeah. Uh, one of the things too is I changed my entire workouts. No. Yeah. So I used to just like I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna lift heavy here, lift heavy there. Now I'm doing hit training on a treadmill, which my knees hate me for, because I was a pro wrestler for 16 years. And so, so your knees hate you anyway. They hate yeah. me anyway. But now that I'm like, I'm jogging briskly for 30, 45 seconds, then I'm running at six, seven miles an hour for 30, 45 seconds, then jog again and run again. And then I'm switching over to the lateral ellipticals and doing all that. My body's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and in my workouts with the lifting weights are more controlled and more uh, targeted exactly where I want them to be. So it's like, okay. And I get to look at some of the results. I'm like, oh, all right. Because my goal, I tell everybody my goal after all, that my goal weight or my goal look was Anthony Anderson yeah. in Law and Order. Oh yeah, not yeah. not in blackish because yeah. it looked like his head don't fit his body. Yeah, Law and Order, yeah. like Law and Order. You were like, okay, yeah, that's my goal. Anthony Anderson in uh, Law and Order. Dun, dun. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I loved when he was on Law and Order. <laughs> you know, you, you realize a lot of people come through a lot of these shows oh. that people forget. It's like, yeah, that's where we got Jesse L. Martin from. Yeah. Before he went to the Flash. I know. And yeah, Allie McBeal. <laughs> like, he sure did. Yeah. was an Allie McBeal. I'm, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm a boy from Southside of Chicago. I was like, yeah, he was an Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal was a good show, people. It's on Hulu now if you want to watch all of it. And you'll get to see Robert Downey in his breakdown pre-Iron Man. Yeah. 
It was right. That that was when he was that, starting. Yep. That was when he got uh fi- he got fired off Ally McBeal after that incident where he was found in the kid's bed, like and just so strung out. So like yeah, and then just a few years later, he gets his shit together and and starts the Marvel franchise, which they <laughs> yeah. almost which John Favreau had to go and Kevin Feige had fight to go to him. fight yeah. for him. They was like, Robert Downey, are you fucking serious? That dude? What he was found in the kid's bed that they fired off the elevator? Alan Bill? Yeah. I think we could. Nope. Yeah, because luckily Kiss Kiss Kip Bang Bang it sort of happened just before Iron Man. So they had like, hey, he did this one movie. He just he just did this. Yeah. And it was like, okay. And then no. he did Iron Man and he became Sherlock Holmes and everybody yeah. was like, well, we're good with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Oh, Robert Downey. He's probably had the most interesting career out of any of the Marvel people because, you know, he started out as a stand-up and, you know, he was Wait, on SNL. What? You didn't know Robert Downey did stand-up? No. Yeah, that's how he got on SNL. He was a cast yeah. member for a minute. And he did he did some funny albums. Oh. Yeah. See, that's the thing I forget. Like, there are a lot of people who are stand-ups. Yeah. And like Michael they, Keaton. Yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. that one. But you you hear they make this rank. You hear yeah. people are actors. You're like, oh, they've been acting all this time. You're like, no, they yeah. actually was doing something else. Yeah. That's hilarious. I wonder how many other Avengers were doing stand-up. Eh. Yeah. I do know that uh, certain cast members from some of the CW shows do stand-up. Yeah. Like uh, Katrina Law plays Miss Al Ghul. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I love her. She she did a guest in on Chuck too. Like she's I, a, that's one of my shows. She's one of my she's one of my good yeah. friends. I love her to death. She's in Puerto Rico right now filming the O's. And uh her and her husband are like super good friends of mine. And I found her stand up and I was like, If you don't get your ass back on stage and tell at least five minutes of jokes She's like, I don't wanna do it. I was like, God damn it, cat, please. That <laughs> is awesome. Makes me love her more. Um, she's super cool yeah yeah, but like uh, a lot of soap stars do stand up and people don't realize that like and I'm a big I still watch General Hospital every day um <laughs> like and so everyone laughs I'm like no Steve Burton he is a genius because he plays Stone Cold Jason Morgan and then he gets up on stage in Nashville where he lives and does stand up and I'm like Oh, well, uh, it's so fun to watch on YouTube with you guys. And if you guys don't know who Jason Morgan is on General Hospital, uh, yeah, look You might up. want to do some yeah. research. I know. One of my buddies did a guest role on General yeah. Hospital. I was like, okay, I hadn't watched General Hospital. So I grew up, my mom, <laughs> my grandmother, my two uncles, and my brother, my dad passed when I was five. And so my mom, when I was younger, like, or summer vacation, my mom would be at work. My grandmother would watch soap operas. Yeah. And so I would start watching them. And my other grandmother on my dad's side would watch them too. So, like... I would watch Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, uh, One Life to Live. Like One Life to Live was the best. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew all of these. Young and the Restless, right after freaking Prices, right? And some people were like, why the fuck do you watch soap operas? I was like, I don't know. They're good. And two, just so people know, if you watch the the superhero stuff and the soap operas, there isn't that much of a difference. A lot of it it is. It truly isn't. Yeah. It, damn. Especially GH, which has, like, mob and, like, uh, spies and stuff. Like, uh, then that's the thing is, like, because I know I have a friend, too. He's like, it's so funny that you and this other nerd guy, Frank Marin, do the soaps. And he goes, in the comics, he goes, but they are kind of the same, especially when you look at stuff. Like, the Flash is on the CW, people. Like, yes. you know, it is soapy. I remember there was a, uh, I'll never get out, it was, like, my teens. 
and there was a soap opera that came on NBC called Passions. Oh, God, yeah. And I used to watch. I was like, why the fuck is there a monkey? Like, why are there witches? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, like, well, in General Hospital had a spinoff that was vampires called Port Charles. And, like, and it's funny because they've even, like, it was pretty short-lived. Um, and, but they still sometimes will reference it as a joke to, like, this day on the show. Because <laughs> the main vampire is now on there. And he's playing his fifth character in the General Hospital universe. He's a comic book writer, Michael Easton. I don't know if you may have seen him. He does Credence. That series. Yeah. Uh, I think that's also funny what you just said, playing yeah. the fifth character. Like, like ain't nobody yeah. going to remember but you forget that they used to do that a lot. I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And I watched yeah, so many people. <laughs> no, no, not just on film. Yeah. Like, people, certain guest stars they've had yeah. have come back as multiple characters. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, nobody was supposed to catch on to this. We just good? <laughs> like, we just going to be cool with it? Yeah. Like, Mar- like, a lot of shows like that, Married with Children. Because Fresh Prince and Married with Children were, like, me and my brother's favorite shows. Yes. Growing up. So we were like, oh, yeah. Like, they would use the same guest stars. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. If you were doing one, you were doing yeah. the other. I love Mary with Children because it was from Chicago. That's what yeah. I'm so I was like, okay. if we see the Al Bundy is the best character of all time to me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they started No Man. I was like, yo. Yes. The fact he was a diehard shoe salesman who hated his life. <sighs> like, you think, like, I really expected Al Bundy to commit suicide once. Oh, yeah. But I was like, no, but he goes home and he loves his wife, you know, he hates her. I know. It was always a sweet show in the end. It was a good show. <laughs> and what's funny about that show is most people are like, Al Bundy's a suddenly misogynist. But I'm like, yeah, but he's the loser and you're supposed to laugh at him. And most of the show was written and directed by women. And I'm like, oh. Especially when was... Marcy uh, started yeah, doing a lot of exactly. the directing. Amanda Beers was brilliant. Amanda Beers was yeah. doing a lot of the directing, but yeah. people are always just like, well, this character, this, that, mm-hmm. third. You're like, you do realize what's who's running the writer's room, please. Yeah. People make my head hurt with shit like that. I know. Because they'll jump. And you'd be yeah. Like, you don't. Oh. It's like, guys, Amanda Bears is a woman and a lesbian. This, she's the one making fun of him. Like, <laughs> And she decided. To, I think she came out yeah. on the show. Yeah. She decided to come out on the show as the character. Like when, mm-hmm. when Marcy was married to different yeah. dudes, Steve and then Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a. I, I remember. Yeah, and I love so, Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson was just an idiot. He was a bigger idiot yeah. than Steve. Steve was funny. Like, a lot of people forget funny. that Steve was funny. Like, Steve yeah. was funny and Jefferson was an idiot. Yeah. But, like, after the Jefferson thing, she came out as a lesbian on the show. And I was like, okay, is this, the, this they wrote this? And they was like, no, she's really a lesbian. I was like, oh, man. Like, cool. We, we go on these tangents. This is so no, good. Like, I, that's what the show usually is. I just is. want y'all to know, this is the first time Lucretia and I have heard yeah. together. And I will tell you, I'm in love because she's got to be one of the realest people I've talked to since I've been out here in L.A. And to just rock and vibe with somebody like that from day one. I'm like, yeah, I'm up. So they're like, you want to go for coffee? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it just it, and having these tangents about shit we both know is like, okay. I used to watch Dynasty, too. Oh, yeah. I watched Dynasty with Carrington's. That's why when they rebrought Dynasty back on CW, I was like, this ain't the same goddamn Dynasty. Although I've heard it's really good because I really like Grant's show and he, you know, really wanted that role. Uh, so I'm like, okay. And and I heard that, you know, it's actually pretty good. And I think they are flip changing a character too, very soapy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I think, I think I'm down with it and since it got a second season. Because I was like, I don't want to get invested and love it and then it gets canceled. <laughs> like they love to do. Oh, CW is infamous for that. They'll have shows. You'll be like, 
Why is it still here? And you'd be like, this one's, this one's got renewed? Yeah, ever since, though, I feel like once I came back to it. I mean, like, Supernatural's been on, you know, I think, like, 14 years, guys. Um, but then you have, like... It's just surreal! It's, it's the best show on television. They had a Scooby-Doo crossover. I know. That's, <laughs> I was like, yo, they've already fought the devil. Yeah. They've worked with God. Mm. What more is there for them to do than they do a Scooby-Doo yeah. crossover? And you're like... Yep. What? <laughs> yeah, it's the show. It, I mean, as I say, it's like soaps. It keeps going. They can't, they recast the characters. I mean, Rick Springfield was even Satan at one point. <laughs> Just like he, you know, who came from General Hospital. But I, yeah, it all. Did you ever watch the original Charm? Uh, yes, and see, that's why I'm like. I don't really like the idea of this new one because basically they just slap the name on it. But yeah. I, see, my biggest yeah. thing, one of the biggest things I loved about Charm, and it wasn't the, you know, Hollowell sisters. Yeah. Julian McMahon. Yes. As Satan. Mm. Yeah, he was Balthazar. He was Balthazar. Did, did you notice they never yeah. called Satan Satan? No. Or the devil, he was just the source? Yeah. I was like, why can't you not say? Oh my God, and Debbie, what is her last I name? I can't, I'm trying to, Wilson, I think. Yeah, De- and she was from from All My Children. children and yep. I was like, yeah, she was the source at one point. She was the source, but then it was like, they just kept calling us the source, and I'm like, yeah. yo. Then it got weird when, when Leo and Piper had the babies, Yeah. and then his other son came from the future and wouldn't tell him who he was. Like, yeah, future Wyatt is now on General Hospital. Yeah, future Wyatt. And, <laughs> yeah, future Wyatt and Chris, yeah. and then a whole because then we started calling. We didn't call. We called demons demons. Yeah, they were demons. We wouldn't call Satan or the devil either one of those. We called them the source. Angels were not angels. They were white lighters. Yeah, which I was like, so, okay, well, I, we, we know this. Yeah, is. whatever, whatever. Like, what's your guess? <laughs> I guess it would work for y'all. Yeah, and that's the thing is, Charmed was sort of unique at that time in a way. And too, that was like the initial first wave of when the, it was the WB and it was great when it was like Buffy, Angel, mm-hmm. Charmed. Like that was a good group. And then they had that long wall when, and then, you know, because when Supernatural first started, wasn't really a great, it was like, it was, first season was WB. And then when it switched over to CW when it merged with UPN, that's what kind of sucked because stuff like, Veronica Mars could do a lot more on UPN, yeah. and it got watered down. Could when, be in on yeah. CW. Well, and that's why I'm glad, like, the CW started backing off that, because Arrow was allowed to get dark. Once they, once season two of Arrow, when they introduced the Flash and Arrow got dark, you're like, oh, this is a good which network. Mean, which mean got dark? The yeah. first episode, he breaks somebody's neck. But which, that was cool, but I was like, but it was still too, like, too lovey-dovey, okay. like, in the first season. Yeah, uh, like, they did get dark when yeah. Slade stabbed yeah, his yeah. mom in the chest. That's and I was awesome. like, oh! Mm-hmm. I hated Moira, by the way. So I love the actress. She's so good. Because she was such a bitch. But that's what I know. You are a billionaire rich bitch. I know. You have a little remorse because about five hundred people about to die. Yeah. But I was like, oh. And and I'm I'm like the biggest Malcolm apologist. I own all of the Malcolm Merlin act, action figures, um, both uh, hood, no hood, and the pop. Well, so, like, that's my thing, is I'm always like, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I did Malcolm wrong there. God, I, you know what, Malcolm Merlin, he tries, to, he tries to vindicate himself so much, yeah. but then turn around like, oh, you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> but him and Damien Dark are the best duo on the CW ever, the all, Magic Boys. I have said this for <laughs> years, for, since the show came out. 
you have John Barrowman and Neil McDonough in a scene together. It is gold. It is gold. Like you turn Damian Dark into a cartoonish type individual, but Neil McDonough makes it work. Yeah, because he's so good. Because Justified is another one of my favorite shows of all time. Because mm-hmm. I like love Timothy Oliphant and Walton Goggins. And Walton so, yeah. Goggins is my spirit animal. Oh yeah, that dude. He's the best. I'm like, ugh. anything he's in, he just lights up. Uh, he is amazing. But yeah, Neil's uh, villain on there is just like, and so when he pops up, he was a good villain on Justified and De- Desperate Housewives. So when he pops up as Damian Dark, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be fun. And then when Legends got him and it was like, they know what to do with him. Oh, they just let him be yeah. have fun and be dark. Yeah. I was like, cool. When I heard the casting, I was yeah. behind it. I was like, I'm cool with the casting. So I didn't know what to expect out of John Barrowman at first. Because I was like, the dude from Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> and then you saw him as Malcolm Merle, and you were like... I was like, he was in Pirates? I guess I've never seen him. Yeah, he's in Pirates. Oh, yeah. He's in Pirates. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, I, I loved him in, you know, in uh, Desperate Housewives. He was a guy yeah, on was, there, too. Yeah, he was in Desperate yeah. Housewives. But then you see me like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, you just don't care about killing people. I tell you the one thing I love about Arrow that I couldn't... So, I am a big... For people who listen to podcasts and stuff like that, I always call myself the resident supervillain. Never want to be a hero. Always love being a villain. Yeah, the villains are the more interesting characters. Thank you. Yeah. But I've been so I own uh, back in Chicago in my storage out there, my buddy's mom's house, which I call my storage. I have a Deathstroke mask that I bought. That's two hundred dollars. I've I've made a Deathstroke costume for Halloween, yeah. and I spent sixteen hundred dollars. Like it is authentic. It is functional. It does not look like a regular cosplay. It looks like I'm going to go in the streets and do work. So I bought that. I have still to this day have not found a replica Brother Blood mask. I want that mask that he wears as Brother Blood. I don't know why my heart just wants that just to be like, yes, brother, just do that. I just want to wear a a gray, a burgundy jacket with a, I just want a Brother Blood mask. I really do. (sighs) Hopes and dreams. I'm going to tweet about it like, yo, can okay. anybody make me a brother blood mask? <laughs> I know. Well, and too, it's like we all have those like items that we've always wanted but don't have. Like, Because I never justify spending so much on something, but I always wanted, because uh, my stupid stepmother took this, when it was supposed to be mine, my Erica Kane Barbie doll um, that looks like Susan Lucci, not Barbie. And then um, the Ashy Slashy Puppet from uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. <laughs> like, those are my two items I, I want. Can, I can bet. see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it'll be hard to find the Ashy yeah. Slashy because of Evil, Ash vs. Evil Dead getting canceled. Well, they did make a bunch of those puppets. Like, so oh, they, they have, like, they did sort of mass market them, but they're like 150 bucks. It's like, ugh. And you yeah. know, if you look on eBay, yeah. somebody marked the price up exactly. super high. But yeah, one day I'll get those. But yeah. Like, that's the thing, is the CW sort of revel... That's that's who does DC right. And, like, in Legends of Tomorrow is my favorite. How about you? Like, I, So, I love Legends. My yeah. favorite show now has become Black Lightning. Yeah. But I love Legends because there are no rules. No, it's like, as long... And what I love is they just have to say one little line to explain why they're, like, thing, like hey, we can't use uh, Firestorm because of blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, thank you. Like, Which, all I need is that one little bit. So, I'm glad you brought up Firestorm. So, that I was the... I tried so hard. I, I, let me get... I will get to that in a moment. So, when I used to do my podcast with my former co-host, we used to do the Trusty Psychic Podcast. And I'm probably going to still do it. Mm. Well, I can't do it no more because it's gone. Every week, we used to do a segment we called The Black Half of Firestorm. <laughs> I love Jax. So, because... Uh, Francis drama is really yeah. British. Yeah. 
And I was like, we were like, yo, you're British. Why do you try to talk like you're from West Philadelphia? <laughs> and it sounds like it hurts. <laughs> so every week we would do a we would do a segment called the Black Half Firestorm. And when they stopped putting them together, it was like, yo, do y'all understand the show how much this don't make sense? The most powerful person yeah. on your entire team, you keep split up. Yeah. I get you ain't got no budget for it. But y'all better not do some other shit. Yeah, because like I, we interviewed Sarah Nicole Jones, and it was like basically they're always like, okay, well, how much money do we have for this? Well, we need Jay and Adam in this episode, so what uh, are we going to do? Yeah. You're like, okay, I get yeah. that. But the crossover, when when fucking uh, Great, when Stein got killed, yeah. I was like, oh. And then Jax had to go to the door to yeah. tell his wife. That broke me. Oh, yeah. But did you think about something? Not to cut you off. Did mm-hmm. you think about something? Who was the writer? That decided we're gonna have Martin Stein die by getting shot by, by a Nazi. Yeah, that was like to me having him and Felicity heavily in that because she's Jewish, Jewish as too, well. Yeah. And so it was like they did such a good, to me it was like they did such a good job of showing how dark that was and but still being like superhero-y about I it. Was and it was like, like, whoa, you got the Jewish yeah. dude. Shut- who the fuck was like? And then I, so I talked to a buddy of mine who's a writer on one of the shows. He was like, Christberg. Because Andrew Christberg yeah. was there. He's like, that's Christberg. I was like, well, that sounds about yeah. right. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds about right. But I thought that they did a really good job oh, no, they with did the a great job stuff. With... Like, to me, that that's what Justice League should have been. It's like, this is how you do a fucking show. And to, I literally was so hooked that I had gone to Vegas to see the stars uh, play the um, the nights with my mom because she was here. But that night, I was like, as soon as the game was over, I'm like, I got to watch this. And so I'm watching it, and like, she's like, why are you crying? Like, you know, I'm like, I oh. watched all four episodes. Like, I, didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Because at first it was like, they're doing a crossover, okay? And they were like, we're calling it an event. Yeah. So it's a four-night event. And you're like, huh? And the fact that it never... Every show never came up Arrow, Supergirl. Yeah. It just came up Crisis on Earth. And I was like, yeah. okay, episode one, y'all got me. Because we got Nazis at a wedding. Let's do this. Well, And this is what I love because like Harry is probably one of my favorites in the whole universe. It's oh like, my God, Tom wait, there's a, the best. Yeah, it's like there's another Earth. We forgot to, we, we just don't mention it because it's just super evil Nazi Earth. It's like, all right, that's all we needed. And then they give yeah. you the clips. <laughs> they show you the clips like, he's like, oh. he's like, yeah, we call it Earth. It's actually another one. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it because it's evil Nazi era. And it was like, wait, 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 what? It's like, yeah, the Nazis took yeah. over and won. Yeah. Huh? Okay. This is weird, but. And I, Paul Blackthorne is a na- Oh, my God. As like, the oh. Hitler? Yeah. I was kind of upset. I knew they were killing him off an arrow. Yeah, I knew it was coming, but it was just like, he is so good. But I think he wanted, you know, it was more like he's... Time's up. Yeah. I've done yeah. six years. He's My like, I'm good. I'm good. When the way they did it, though, because you're like, okay, the death is coming. Yeah. And the him and Oliver talk, because the tears between them two were real. Yeah. Because they developed a father-son bond filming. And I was like, all right, you be a man, you a goddamn thug, don't you start crying. Yeah. The the progression of Stephen Amell as this, you know, a wrestler, actor, just all-around fanboy is just phenomenal to watch. Like, that dude has grown so much, and he's so likable. Because he was wooden as shit his first, like, season and a half or season and a half. He was like, come on, man. I need you to stop being so stoic. I get the character. 
but can you have some emotion? And then he started getting it, and I was like, okay. Yeah, sometimes it just takes what Because, too, a lot of times it has to do with the direction or other things. It's not always an acting thing, but it's just, too, people... You, like with Chris Hemsworth, for example. you mm-hmm. find, They finally played his strengths. You knew what to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. also, Stephen Amell's strength is the reason he got hired, and yeah. he stopped wanting to do it, is him with his shirt off. Yeah. Because women wanted to see that. When he stopped doing it, because he, when he became producer in like season mm. four, he was like, I'm not taking my shirt off no more. Everyone's like, hey man, that's the reason they hired you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty. Because they hired you to see you without yeah, a shirt Yeah, those salmon on. letters, dude. We, you know, here's the thing. It's like all we ladies need is like every three episodes. I can, I can hold it because like I'm fine with Dig too. You know, like Dick can take his shirt off as well. We can we can change out. So every other episode, we just need a salmon ladder scene, okay? Just one second. Like just just one salmon ladder scene every other episode, and you can switch it out with David Ramsey. It's fine. I, which I wonder what they do with it now, because it's like, where is the salmon ladder? Just like it just pops up nowhere. <laughs> like, all right. Like just pull it out whenever it's like okay. Because the last time I think we saw it. Ray Palmer had one in his office. Oh, I love Ray. Uh, Brandon Ralph. Why does Brandon Ralph look like he's been crying his soul out every time you see yeah. him? Like he's got swimmer eyes. Like either he high as shit, mm-hmm. or he been crying right before they said action. Like he was like, "You know what we do, Brandon? You okay? <laughs> All right, action. Okay, so what we gotta do? You're like, oh, he's like crying. Oh, I love like the Adam. Like I would say, Ray Palmer's my little dream boy. Like. <laughs> He's just so earnest and true. No, the best person who really is so nonchalant is Dom- Dominic Purcell. Yeah. Mick Rory is just like, I'm here in the paycheck. I don't yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I know, it's so funny, but it still makes me sad like to see him without Wentworth because Yeah. yeah. Well Yeah, it's cold. And I love Leo. <laughs> we oh, still have that one around. So which was dope because like people had heard Wentworth oh. Miller was gay and they was like no, not the dude from prison, break. He's so damn charming. I, I mean, I wish I was a dude. And I was like, can't you hear how he talks? Yeah. Like, he talks like a snarky gay dude. Well, and like, I, and I got, luckily got to ask him this question, because on Legends of Tomorrow, we always suspected that Captain Cold's voice was a combination of Eartha Kit, uh, like, you know, like, uh, and yeah. stuff. And he's like, yes, you know, a little bit of Eartha Kitt, a little bit of Betty Davis, a little bit of Darth Vader. Like, he was so happy. Like, I asked him, <laughs> and we were like, yes, for two freaking years, we've been saying, you sound like Eartha Kitt. Yeah, you sound like real yeah. snarky and stuff, but like him and Dominic Purcell were great. Yeah, they're perfect together. And then when they did the Christ on Earth yeah. X, and he was like, oh, they let Wentworth Miller be himself. Because mm-hmm. when he was kissing Ray in the mouth, I was like, I was like oh, okay. He was like, uh, yeah, Leo has to kiss him in the mouth. Can I see him? Cool. And I was like, well, go for it. Yeah, I know. And I'm so sad, like, because I'm happy for him and uh, the Ray getting married and everything. But could they have at least let him and John Constantine kiss once for me? Oh, Constantine's going to fuck Gary. Oh, yeah. Like, they've already, he already kissed him. Yeah, he's already. They would stab Constantine yeah. on fucking. I'm so happy that they let Constantine be by because, like, that's a big, big part of the character. And I don't know. Oh yeah, you aren't aware. I'm, the, I'm part of the reason Constantine exists. And and this is according to some of the legends of Tomorrow people. The fact that he got on there because I would never shut the fuck up about putting him on permanently. I'm like, no, like he has to have a show. And they're like, okay, seriously. Well, because like, uh, and fans have reached out. It's like, yeah, I would not shut up. Constantine needs a show. He's my favorite hero, like in the comics. Uh, so I'm like, oh. Well, Matty Ryan is a ma- he portrayed it a man. Yeah. Like it was hard to 
to follow the sound yeah. we're saying. It was hard to follow Keanu Reeves, what he did in the movie. Well, because that's a good movie, but Constantine's not in it. And I love Keanu, and right. I love who he plays, but it's not John Constantine. It's not John Constantine to the fullest. It's like, yeah. for those who don't yeah. know, it's a brief introduction. But then when you gave him his show, and NBC was like, well, we can't do the... Yeah, Matt Ryan got to be as Constantine as he possibly could. Minus without smoking. Them do- yeah, they- without them smoking. Yeah. And, like, I really wish they would bring... Oh, shit, what's the actor's name? But he was Hector on Breaking Bad. He was Felix Faust. On the Constantine show. And that's one of the few people that I'm like, ooh, I'd like to see him come up on too. Yeah, you yeah. never know with with Legends. Yeah. Legends is one of those. But again, Legends is a show with no rules. Yeah. But when they announced him being full-time cast member, I was like, okay. But also when you yeah. talk about, you know, allowing characters to be bi in the same third. Yeah. Greg Berlanti is an out and proud yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have at least one in every single show. Well, yeah, because, and that's the thing, is it's nice that this sort of comes about as Sarah, you know, has a steady relationship with Ava, which they're adorable. Does she I, You know, Ava know? Lance. Because, mm-hmm. no, Sarah's, Sarah out here fucking through time. That's what I liked, but now it's like, <laughs> wait, we can let her be in a stable relationship and have Constantine fuck through time. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, I like that. Because Sarah does that, you have... Yeah, and that was what was so cool about Legends, is they let Sarah be the captain, be the man, and they... Wait, I do miss Rip, but... Who's the gay character on Flash? Oh, Captain Saint. Yeah. The captain. Mm-hmm. Of course, on Arrow, it's Curtis. Yeah. And anybody else that decide to... Supergirl is out. I wish they would have put Curtis and Ragman together. They would have been so good. It was so... It... Yeah. Cause, because little Rory had a crush on him. Can we talk about how quick they just said, Hey, man, you need your, your rags don't work no more. Go yeah. bye-bye. And it was like, wait. What the fuck? Like, are we going to bring him back? It's like, we never heard of him again. No. <laughs> it's like, seriously? Because that was really an interesting dynamic with Felicity and everything. Because mm-hmm. then she did kill his family. She killed his whole family. You know. Are you one of those people that want Felicity to die? No, I love Felicity. I mean, oh, I'm so much like her. I can't hate her without hating myself. Like, I just, I'm, I don't, I think that relationship is cool. I'm glad we didn't go the typical Oliver Laurel. Well, because the thing is, is I was the biggest Black Canary and and Green Arrow shipper in the comic books because Mm. they were meant to be. And as a little girl, I was a blonde little girl, so Black Canary was the person, and she was a punk rocker. So I'm like, that was a character I liked. That was my problem with Arrow in the beginning because I like Katie Cassidy. She's the best Ruby on Supernatural. But I was like, this is not my Black Canary, the way that they've, they've written but, it. Yeah. And two, it's like, it's not her acting, it's the way they've written the character. And it's like, it's they set it up to fail. And they had no chemistry. They had great friend chemistry. But nothing like romantic. But yeah. well, And then they tried to swerve it when they gave you Sarah Lance. Yeah, because Sarah was the black, uh, good Black Canary. canary. She was and, a good one, yeah. but it's like, this is the wrong yeah. Lance. Yeah, it was like, they shouldn't be together either. They don't have chemistry either. And now they're trying to yeah. deal with the whole Dinah Drake thing. Well, I was like, Dinah Drake is great. But, like, and she is a good Black Canary, but I don't want her with Oliver either. Her and Dig, though, oh, man, they got chemistry. I am really, yeah. because I'm like, is he going to fuck her and leave Lila? Because Lila is running ahead of Argus, and she'll kill them both. Oh, I know. It's like, that's what makes me sad, because, like, the actress who plays Lila has a lot of other work, and I'm like, I keep being worried they're going to kill her off, and I'm like, because that's the only way that Dig and Dinah would work, right? Yeah. Because Dig, Dick's not that kind of guy. He's not going to just He's a good guy. Because literally, in the last few episodes of this recent season, they were like, this motherfucker's going to kiss in the mouth? Yeah. I was like, they, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the chemistry. 
And I'm like, you know, Dig is sort of green. He's always wanted to be the Green Arrow, and this is his way of. And he's gonna yeah, do it. so banging Black Canary. I think, uh, damn, <laughs> they're gonna do it this season because I think in the yeah. trailer everybody sees the pose of the arrow drop. Yeah, it's not Oliver. Yeah. It's not Oliver. So. Well, because he's in jail. <laughs> Spoiler which, alert, guys, if you haven't caught up. You haven't caught on. He's in jail. Yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer, he gets his ass beat a lot. Which yeah. I'm glad they're bringing some of the characters back for that. It's going to be interesting with that season. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about the new CW stuff. Although, Supergirl's probably lost me. Like, it's... It, All right, you know, you're not the only one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, it's so inconsistent. Because they'll have really good stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Martian Manhunter's the best character. Why are we not focusing on him? And this year we had two Martian Manhunters with Carl Lumley. We had three at one point. Because yeah. we had Miss Martian. Oh, yeah. And she, Magan was awesome. Yeah, we had three. Yeah. And it was like, okay. Okay, you're going to have her leave. I guess she got other work. Yeah. Plus to be Miss Martian, she should be a whole lot younger. And that is a, a black woman that has, is an auntie. To the fullest. Yeah. But then you brought in Carl Lumbly. I was like, you can't go wrong. Yeah. And then you did that his character has Alzheimer's. And I yeah. was like, you went wrong. <laughs> yeah, which good emotional beats for David and Carl. But it's just like, okay, this is set to fail. And it's so sad. And it's like <laughs> Supergirl's supposed to be like Flash where they need to keep it light. You know, to an extent. Arrow gets to be the angry one. But it's like Supergirl... It's sad because this should be the woman power show, and that part of it is great. Kara, but, you know, when you lose Cat Grant, it's like, uh, sorry. Well, that's not, no, that's yeah. because fucking Callista Flockhart was she like. She didn't want to go to Vancouver. She's like, I'm not going to fucking Vancouver. When they got to do that one episode, she was like, this is what you're getting out of me. And I was like, I kind of don't, I can't blame her. Yeah. Like, you got to spend all this time away from home. But yeah, like at the same time, I do know for a fact that Peter Facinelli was willing to come back as Maxwell Lord and they never asked. And it's just like, seriously, he would have been an interesting character to bring back in at several points. And then You thought they were going to develop more yeah. of them. And it's like, why'd you kill off Terry Hatcher? Because her as Monel's mother Mon was awesome. It, and it, and then now apparently no Monel wins leaving that so, show needs to get its shit together. So the Monel thing they realized it didn't work because plus their relation their personal relationship was you know coming. Well, their characters to me worked especially this season, but like there's too many little fans that hate that because yeah. they they don't want to see her happy. Like well, I, her, I don't know, it's she, like it's so, so annoying. So Melissa Benoit left her yeah. husband for him. Yeah, oh yeah. And so like their little relationship you saw yeah. it, but it was like. You, you got rid of him. Like I said, you killed off Terry Hatcher. You got rid of Maxwell Lorch. You were, you were setting that up amazingly. Yeah. Now we have to deal with Lena Luthor, and all you're going to do is rehash all of the Lex Luthor Superman stories for this. Yeah, well, and two, it's like, I love Lena, and, and, and it's, uh, but I keep getting pissed off because it's like you're redoing Smallville. And it's like, let's not, Lena would not be bad. Like, and I, because I was surprised that they didn't wind up killing off James to set them up, up to pit up against each other. Because, but that's maybe what they're doing because everybody wants to leave this sinking ship. Well, it, yeah. you see what, if, if I was Makai Brooks, I'd have been left. I understand it's a good job. Because yeah, they never give him anything. What, so remember yeah. in the first season, they were teasing yeah. they would be together. Yeah. We finally get them kind of kissing and stuff at the season yeah. finale. And then it's like, well. And the show started, it's like, well, I'm going to avoid him. I don't think I can be with anybody. Huh? Made no sense. Huh? Nigga, turn around and you fucking my nail. If I was James, I'd be like, yo, what the... What? So, so yeah. is there something else? Is there a reason? Yeah. Like, I was like, that made no sense. And then the whole Guardian thing was so stupid. Yeah. Ugh. But again, some people that are leaving, I kind of understand why. You yeah, because the storytelling is inconsistent. 
You know, you can't just ask to be trade changed to another show, unlike Kenny and Lonsdale. Who yeah. Did. That's what we'll talk about when I get done. But, oh, I got a lot to you. Oh, yeah, because I'm like, he went here, and I liked him on Legends, and now he's back, and I'm like, oh. And he's only back for one episode. What? He's not back as a regular. No. As a regular. He's back for, like, one episode, and that's it. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, what's that? Because he is great. Is Kid Flash. Yeah, I love him. My only problem with him as Kid Flash, I only have one problem, and I think I have the same problem everybody else has. Boy, if you don't get your goddamn hair together, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just probably we all if you don't get your goddamn yeah. hair together. I think that was really yeah. It. I didn't like the man bun. I don't even know if that was a man. Like you had the fifties process in the two thousands. Yeah. Boy, if you don't get your goddamn hair together, no. I think that was the one thing a lot of people were just like, "This is ridiculous." But he did work on no. Legends. He was he Yeah, fit, he fit in really well. Like I was like, you mean to tell me he's not gonna bang Tali? Like he's oh not yeah. bang, he's not oh, so we just take him off legends. Okay, so we're just gonna set up stuff and then just Okay, alright, cool, whatever. I didn't like uh I didn't like Zari that much. I didn't care that much for her. I like her. I think she's different. Yeah. I think she was trying too hard yeah. to find it to find the character. Yeah. And it never connected. I was like, oh, you're trying. It's so cute. I talked to her at, uh, oh, yeah, I think it was uh, C2E2. No, it was, it was at uh, LA Comic Con. Oh, yeah. I remember I talked to her there. And she was like, well, we got a bunch of great stuff when she was talking about the crossover at the time. It's like, well, she was right on yeah. that. The crossover was great. So Yeah. Yeah, the crossover to me, that's Justice League, people. That <laughs> When they had them do the walk, yeah. with the, I was like, Oh, yeah. that, that was like, okay. It was perfect. This is what you're supposed to get. And for them to be able to pull that off because Warner Brothers, like, we're going to let Supergirl use Superman briefly. Yeah. And but Tyler Hoechlin was pretty good. I was, he was surprised. Pretty, yeah. He was just a thick-ass Superman. Everybody yeah. I was like, why Superman got so much ass? But, uh, and I, I was not complaining I, one bit. Of course. But yeah. I'm like, I was like, no. how many squats does Superman do? But then you, Warner Bros. was like, you get him for a little bit. That's it. Um, it was like, Batman? Nope. Yeah, they're like, never. I mean, all they forgot to mention Bruce Wayne. but And that was it. Yeah. And that's why, like, they did. It was like, look, we're going to give you a bat. We're going to give you Batwoman. Woman, yeah. We'll give you a bat. Hopefully that shuts y'all up. And it's like, mm, I know what you're doing. You ain't slick. Granted, K-Kane is a good character to use. Yeah. But you're just trying to say, this is a bat that you're going to get. You ain't getting Batman at all, but you gonna get Gotham when she goes to, when she gets her own show. No Batman. Oh. All right. Yeah, I don't really understand their hesitation. I mean, it's like basically Suicide Squad was a terrible movie that screwed up Arrow season three. Where yes, it wasn't great because they had to scramble because they screwed them over because they had planned Suicide Squad and then at the last minute they said no because the movie was so bad. They were yeah. like, we we step we established it. Yeah. We established it. We could have went with it. And in the movie so bad, it was like, well, we just yeah. can't do Task Force and, X anymore. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, we showed you that the, you know, the CW has showed you time and time again that they know more of what they're doing. So is better brand. So I've talked to some people that work on the shows and throughout it. There is literally beef between DC Films, DC TV, and DC Animated. Yeah. And it's like, if DC Films would listen to animated and TV, you would be fine. Because all of DC's animated movies have been damn near good. Oh, yeah. 
I can't wait to see uh, Death of Superman because my friend is Cat Grant. Took so long day. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you get those. You get the you get the TV shows. Sometimes it might have yeah. an episode, but as a whole, they as a whole, get they're it. all still pretty good. They're yeah. good. But then you go to the movies and you're like, okay, because yeah, Wonder Woman was good, and I think Aquaman and Shazam will be good. But Wonder Woman, my only problem, yeah. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman would have been a perfect movie if it was not for the third act. And yeah, the third act could have used some work. But you yeah. know why the third act is where yeah. it is? Zack Snyder. Oh, that's Snyder. that doesn't surprise me. That's Snyder. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, I actually liked Watchmen, even though you missed the point. You're a good director, but you just don't understand your characters. He's not a yeah. comic book dude. No. Like, he only did, he hates Superman, and he only did Man of Steel so they could give him Batman. Yeah. He wanted to do Batman. Well, and, and to me, I think Superman Returns is far superior than to Man of Steel. The only thing I like about Man of Steel is Christopher Maloney. And I'm like, I just pretend that's the movie where he saves the day at the end. <laughs> well, you like Superman being a deadbeat dad? No. Because that's what Superman Returns is. He's a deadbeat father. But he, like, he's the right sort of, like, creepy. Because <laughs> I'm not a big Superman fan. I watch Smallville. I root for Lex Luthor for more than one reason. But, like, it's like, oh. Um, but, yeah, it's like, I was like, this is sort of, at least, Superman's just kind of a weirdo. And, like, you know... <laughs> Yeah. And sorry, Spacey was Luther was good. I mean, that movie's full of child molesters, and it's still better, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spacey, yeah. singer, um, Brandon is not. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, James Marsden was in no. it. I was like, oh, he's and not. Hugh Laurie, who was one Hugh of my Laurie, favorite actors. I was like, what the fuck is all? It was a good movie. I mean, Spacey's yeah. Spacey's Luther, I was cool yeah. with for the most part. It's just a lot of shit they did in the story. Yeah. Again, the whole super- it was a continuation from the Donner films. That's what I liked. It's like, because I hate origin stories all the time. I'm like, I get doing an origin for, say, somebody who's not as known as, like... Yeah, that's why you do the return. Yeah. But, yeah, and that was why I was like, oh, this is good. This is just a continuation. Yeah, but we need to do a continuation for maybe two. We should act like... Yeah, like they're doing with Halloween. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, three, I love Richard Pryor, one of my idols. Yeah. Could deal without. Four... Nuclear man. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> this is nuclear man. You're like, this shit should be done. Hmm. It's like it should be done. But if you're going to continue, I get it's a continuation, but they should have did it from two. Yeah. Two would have been best. But you get Superman and got a kid now, and it's like, oh, we just jumped all of the gun on this one. We was like, we're just going to give Superman a baby. You know, Lois can't file child support. <laughs> but she's going to tell him one day. He tells, when he had the conversation with his kids, like, one day you gonna realize you're different, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, look, you're my kid. <laughs> Shit's about to get real for your life. Yeah. So. You should have the co- talk with him so he doesn't have an incident like they talk about in mall rats. You know. I can't remember what he, he needs a kryptonite condom to have sex oh, with yeah. women. That's why they did, yeah, because the mall rats, that's the reason they did what they did in Hancock. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the director's yes, cut? Yes, I love Hancock. <laughs> I do, too. I'm not going to lie. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that are like, yo, I don't know why y'all get this movie so much it's shit. It's so funny. Like, because it's dark. It's like, dark as shit. Like, the fact when he had a chick brought home from the yeah. bar, he was like, when I'm about to, you know, yeah. you get up. And she thought she was going to take that. I'm no. like, he blew three holes in the roof. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, I love the movie. I, yeah. I, I love it. Like, Charlize Theron in that was yeah, great. Yeah, she's so good. She's great. I was like, oh, why, why, what is the problem we have here? You know, but people just wanted to find a reason to nitpick. Yeah, as they do. 
<laughs> I know. I mean, we do it too. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, at least we know our shit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I know that went on a long comic book tangent, but it is, it, honestly, this show does all the time. Is there anything else you want to say about the bright side of almost dying? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it showed me I had a lot of support throughout the internet community from people who I've worked with or just fans. I've had fans who still come up to me at the cons again. It's at San Diego yeah. Comic Con. was like, yo, I'm so glad to see you're doing better now. And I have to contain my assholeness and being like, yo, that was almost six months ago. But then I'm like, you know what? I appreciate it. Because sometimes I'll be like, yo, that's six months ago. I'm good. To me, I'm good. Let's go forward. Everybody else is like, yo, I'm so happy you're here. And so I, I live with that and I'm grateful for that. That's the bright side to see a lot of the way people have, have rallied together around me for a lot of love. Even when I see people now, they're like, yo, how are you feeling? Are you good? I'm like, yo, I'm good. They're like, you sure? I'm like, well, this shit, this scar, because I have a dragonfly. Oh, yeah. This is what I call my dragonfly. And so my scar itches a lot. I was like, other than that, it's just yeah, annoying. Yeah, scars do. That's what sucks. That's what yeah. sucks. It just itches. Because it's on my neck. Yeah. And I was like, I want to scratch because it's keloid in the sense. I'm like, I'm afraid if I scratch too much, the shit going to fly out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> So, yeah, that's really it. I mean, but the bright side is finding out people care. Find out people care. Well, that's good. Do you have any upcoming shows you want to plug? Um, yeah, I think I do. Uh, what the hell is the date? I don't know. See, this is horrible. Today is August 9th. I know, that's me. I'm like, I well, actually probably should flip my sign over so I know to give all the right information for mine. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, I know my birthday is August 25th, so that's what I know. Uh, okay. On the 14th, I'm at the uh, Clubhouse Grill of Spirits in Placentia, California. You can find that on Matt Cole's page. Uh, then I got the 20th at the Dime Bar in West Hollywood. August 22nd, I'm at Tribute in down here, down the street. And then the 25th, I'm celebrating my birthday, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm Ooh. out here partying, doing karaoke. I know. I'm like, I hope I can. I'm not working that night, and I'll go. I'm like, you karaoke. Better, you better yeah. come. You better come. Yeah. 27th, I'll be at freaking, uh, 27th, I'll be at Mickey's in West Hollywood. I mean, I just post oh, everything. Mickey's? On my, I, I love it because it's a great workout yeah. room. It's a great workout room, and I got a lot of love and respect for Samantha Hill. But I put everything I up that her. I'm doing on my uh, Instagram page and on my Twitter. All you got to do is follow me there. Mr. J. Washington. It's M-R-J-A-Y. You should know how to spell Washington. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure you just uh, that, that. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash J-A-Y Washington 8-0. And join my supervillain squad on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. J. Washington. I've been putting up the interviews from the cast of Black Lightning that I did there, and I'm putting up a lot of my old school interviews. I interviewed Sarah J, the adult film star, when oh, she yeah. did uh, the the Miami Heat win the championship. She was giving everybody blowjobs. Interviewed her then, <laughs> so I got a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, just that's how you find out everything about me. Well, cool. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I will be at Flappers in Burbank in the YooHoo room this Saturday. Or actually, never mind when this is coming out. These shows will pass. Well, you will probably still see me the next Sunday at Good Vibes at the Complex Theater at 9 p.m. I'm like, wait, I know when this show's releasing. <laughs> so never mind on that, guys. When you pre-record, you forget. Uh, so yeah, see you guys next Tuesday. Hey, if you're a fan of mine, or just, uh, dark stuff in general, you might have been a subscriber to my other podcast, The Red Room, Your Horror News Source. 
Well, the format has flipped over there to Dead Inside with myself, Lucretia Lyon, and fellow comedian Jacqueline Pissarro. And it's more of like a dark comedy take on more real horror stuff like Disneyland deaths or Scott Peterson, things like that. We will, you know, we do still talk about the rules of horror, things like that. It'll be some fake stuff, but I was tired of being the news since, again, it's so much hashtag fake news out there. But yeah, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast now under a new name at Dead Inside with Lucretia Lyon and Jacqueline Pissarro. And if you are looking for the archives of the Red Room, your horror news source, they are now exclusively on Podbean and you can take advantage of the 666 deal. Yes, I think I'm super clever. It is $6 for six months of those archives and the last six is probably how many people might actually do this. I'm lowballing it here, so don't make me a liar, guys. So yeah, subscribe today over at podbean.com exclusively for the Red Room Archives for your 666 deal. <laughs> Hail Satan! <laughs>